Is God at the center of your life, or have you let Him slip somewhere to the side? That's the subject today on Bold Steps. We have in America a normalized, culturalized Christianity, and we have come to accept lukewarmness as the standard that we live by and we operate by. But God is saying, if you are my people and I am your God, I expect more from you. I don't want lukewarmness. I want you to be hot in God. And welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job, president of Moody Bible Institute and the senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. On behalf of all of us at Bold Steps, Merry Christmas. You know, in all this hustle and bustle of this holiday and family and food and decorations, I hope you've made room for Jesus. It's so easy in our culture to move him to the side. And Mark, you're going to talk about how important it is to get God back to the center of our life. Yeah, today's message is entitled, How to Make Room for Jesus, and how appropriate it is that today is Christmas Day. So let me just say that all of us here at Bold Steps want to wish you a Merry Christmas, and we trust that this is a celebratory day. We also understand that for some of you, this may be a sad season. I know there's people away from family or experiencing the loss of a a loved one that's not at the dinner table with you, but we just want you to know that God is present. This message reminds us that we need to make room for Jesus in every area of our life. Well, let's go ahead and begin this special Christmas Day message now. It's titled, How to Make Room. Here's Mark. Not too long ago, I was on a trip with my wife. We were speaking at an event, and we were at an airport. They load us on a bus to get off the airplane, and I got on that bus with our suitcases, and then more people got on the bus for the suitcases, and then more people were standing, and more people, and pretty, pretty soon it's like, hey, no one else fits on this bus. But the bus conductor opens up the door and he says, hey, make room. There's more people coming. And I'm thinking, this is not a very COVID-friendly environment here. Make room. And we were smashed up against each other. And so we had to rearrange, put our suitcases elsewhere, sort of tell people, hey, hey, get closer together because we're trying to make room for more people to get on the bus. Let me tell you something about making room. This often becomes some of the most packed, hectic, busy seasons of the year. Students are finishing up their school assignments. People are shopping, decorating, preparing for the holidays, uh, getting Christmas lists. There seems to be a party after party related to Christmas, but I want to tell you something. Oftentimes it feels like we have very little room for Jesus. And so I want to talk to you today, if you've been feeling that way, I want to talk to you about making room for the presence of Jesus. I think it's an iconic story. We see it in all the children's plays at church. We see it in the Christmas story. It's the image of 
Joseph and Mary, Mary is very, very pregnant, and she goes to a hostel or an inn and asks if there is room for her, and the answer is, sorry, we're too full, we have no room for this pregnant lady that's about to give birth. It's found in Luke chapter 2, you remember the story. In Luke chapter 2 it says, while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. And she wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger. And then parenthetically, Dr. Luke explains why Jesus was born in a manger. And placed him in a manger because... There was no guest room available for them. Now we all have heard about the innkeeper that says, no, there's no room. And I don't know if there was an innkeeper. The Bible doesn't particularly mention an innkeeper. But obviously someone had to say, there is no room for you, a nine-month pregnant woman, because our rooms are all full. It's a busy time. There is no room in this place for you. And I think that's a great picture, actually, of how so many of us live our lives. Little that did, did that innkeeper know that his little hostel, his little inn, would be placed on the map of history if only he had made room for Jesus, Messiah, the God-man about to be born, this historic event. This life-transforming event that Scripture would talk about that we would be celebrating 2,000 years later, yet there was no room for Jesus. You know the story, right? Joseph and Mary had traveled 80 miles coming from Nazareth. I mean, that's not... I don't know if you've ever traveled on a donkey before. How many of you had ridden a donkey in this auditorium? Come on, raise your hand. All right, a few of you have ridden a donkey. I've ridden a lot of horses. I've done little stints on a donkey. They are not very comfortable, let me say this. Imagine being nine months pregnant and traveling 80 miles on a donkey. Uh, that has to be one of the very most uncomfortable experiences in travels. So finally, they are forced, by the way, you know this, they are forced to go to Bethlehem because they had to register at their hometown. The Roman government was trying to get a handle on uh, taxation and the people that were there, and so they were doing a registry. Some governments never change, right? They're trying to track them down for taxes. They're still trying to track us down for taxes, right? And so the Roman government was making sure that they were able to tax people uh, well. And so they had required that everybody would go to their hometown to register. There was a census designed uh, by the Romans to bring people into that place. But we know that it was actually a fulfillment of prophecy, because hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus, it was prophesied that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. 
and Joseph and Mary weren't living in Bethlehem, but they were driven towards this place because a census had to be taken, and the Bible says that the Messiah would be born in the town of Bethlehem. Everybody seemed to be wrapped up in the busyness of a census. The town was overwhelmed with people. It was overflowing. People had come from all over to register for the census. And so everything was crowded out, but there was no room in the inn for Jesus. As I thought about this passage, I thought, what a picture it is of how most of us live our lives today. Not that you don't want to make room for Jesus. Not that we're not sincere about our faith. Not that we don't value who Jesus is, the Messiah. But seriously, if you were to evaluate your life right now and look over the past month and look over the next couple of weeks, ask yourself this question. How much room have I made in my life for Jesus. Seriously, how much room have I carved out, made in my life for the presence of Jesus? Well, years later, John, not John the baptizer, but the Apostle John, would be led by the Holy Spirit to write to a church that had actually, well, the main complaint is that they had lost their dependence. They had stopped making room for Jesus. It's called the Church of Laodicea. And so I'd like for you to take your Bibles today and I want you to turn to Revelation chapter 3 because I want us to take a look at a church that had actually lost its way in the sense that they worshiped Jesus, they followed Jesus, but they had stopped making room for Jesus and had given way to a lethargical spirituality, an indifferent spirituality, a spirituality that was no longer fervent. Oh yeah, Jesus was still a part of it, but it had given way to, well, what the Bible describes as lukewarm spirituality. And so, in Revelation chapter 3, it says, To the angel of the church of Laodicea, these are the words of the Amen, the faithful, the true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold or hot. I wish that you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Verse 19, those who I love, I rebuke and discipline, so be earnest and repent. Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. So I want to talk to you about what it means to make room for Jesus and what happens when we don't make room for Jesus. Here's a church that started out fervent, on fire, they had experienced the freshness of coming to know Jesus. We don't exactly know the history of Laodicea because it's mentioned several times in the New Testament, but more than likely it was the Apostle Paul on one of his journeys 
that actually first uh, spread the gospel there. Uh, but we know that a church was birthed in Laodicea. Laodicea was a, a, a town that was uh, about uh, 90 miles away from Ephesus. It was a wealthy town. It was a town that was known for its economy. It was especially known for its black wool that was known throughout all the area. People in Laodicea were, were well off. They did well. They were self-sufficient. Uh, they had nice homes. They lived in a pretty good community. And uh, they had a problem, though. Their water was non-existent. It was terrible. So they would actually pipe the water in from two different places. They had an elaborate system of getting the water to Laodicea. And one came from an area where it would come in very cold. And another came from an area, Heropolis, where it would come in very warm from some mineral waters. By the time it got to Laodicea, though, it was neither hot nor cold. It was usually lukewarm. So John is referring to an imagery that they very well understand and know as he's talking to them about their spiritual condition. You're listening to Bold Steps with Mark Job. A message today titled, How to Make Room, and we'll continue in just a moment. But Mark, it is Monday, and it's Christmas Day, of course, and that means we have a very special email devotional for our listeners. It's called the Bold Stepper Weekly. Yes, we do, and it's our attempt to just encourage you at the beginning of the week, and we try to point your attention towards Jesus. And so this week's devotional talks a little bit about the whole idea of we live in such a busy world that oftentimes we're not taking time to push out the busyness and spend time focused on the centrality of Jesus. And um, we see that all across America. And I want to just encourage you today on Christmas Day that in all the celebration, opening of presents, Christmas trees and lights, I would challenge you if you haven't done so yet, just to pause and say, why don't we gather around here and um, thank God for Jesus, his son, or tell the Christmas story to your children. Just make sure that Jesus is part of this celebration. Well, when you have a moment, why don't you sign up for the Bold Stepper Weekly? You can stay caught up with Mark as he shares personal ministry updates on his whereabouts, and we make it easy for you to listen to all of our other Bold Steps family programs, such as our Bold Steps Weekend program, the Bold Steps Minute, and our Spanish-speaking program for our Spanish-speaking friends. You can sign up to receive the Bold Stepper Weekly today by visiting our website, boldstepsradio.org. And if you missed receiving today's devotional and want to get fully caught up, go to boldstepsradio.org. In the menu, look for the Bold Stepper Weekly and click on that link and you'll find archived steppers right there. Now, let's get back to our message for today titled, How to Make Room on Bold Steps. And John is speaking prophetically to this church that has somehow managed to squeeze, get too busy, too preoccupied, too overindulgent, to make room for Jesus. And John is speaking to them about the urgency of them making room for Jesus and waking up about the dangers of spiritual lethargy. And he gives them sort of a track record. He warns them 
First of all, that they are neither hot nor cold. Have you ever looked at this passage or heard in the Christian world people say, well, that person is lukewarm? How many of you have heard that expression? And usually we use the term lukewarm to refer to someone that, well, they haven't abandoned God. They haven't walked away. They're not anti. But they're not fervent. They're not super committed. They're not engaged. They're not passionate. We say they're lukewarm. They're there. They're present. They believe. They can pray. They have a Bible. They, if you ask them, they'll say, I'm a Christian. They may even serve. But the passion, the fire, the drive, the hunger, the desire, that childlike faith, well, it's not there. They're not hot. They're not cold. They're somewhere in the middle. They are lukewarm. Template. They're not either extreme. Now we've come to tolerate lukewarm. Sometimes we look at the extreme of being too hot as, well, that's a little too hot. We look at the other air, that's a little too cold. And so we almost tolerate lukewarm as though, that. well, that's kind of normal. It's okay. It's moderate, it's in the middle, it's all right. But I want you to know that the Spirit of God, speaking to this church of Laodicea that's been around for some time, He says to them that the faithful and true witness, the ruler, the God of creation, I know your deeds. He says, I know you well. You're not hot and you're not cold. You are right in the middle. You are lukewarm. And we think they're going to say, hey, that's all right. Just turn up the temperature a little bit. You're lukewarm. Hey, can you, can you gain a little bit more fervor? But he actually shocks us a bit with the reaction to lukewarmness. He says, listen, so because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Whoa! That's pretty severe. Like I'm about to spit you out. Have you ever taken a sip of something and just spit it out? You know, I'm a coffee drinker. I like my coffee strong. And I like my coffee hot. I don't like it lukewarm. I mean, if it sits around a while, I go to take a, it's like, ooh, nasty. I don't know, something, same coffee, but something about lukewarm coffee. I know some of you, you'll drink it cold and you'll have it for hours. No, I, I, I like my coffee hot. I went through a Starbucks drive through the other day and I said, you know, last time I was here, it was lukewarm. I, I don't like it lukewarm. I want to make sure hot. He said, so, sir, do you want it extra hot? I said, no, not extra hot. I just want it hot. He said, okay, I'm going to put down extra hot. I was like, okay, whatever. I just don't want it lukewarm. 
But, but there's a visceral reaction by God to lukewarmness. And the visceral reaction by God is, here's the God of the universe speaking about some people that are his followers, and he's basically saying, I'm going to puke you out. I'm about to spit you out. This is disagreeable to me. This is not acceptable. It's not something that I tolerate, I like, I want. I find it repugnant. I want to spit it out. Now, I don't believe that it's talking about losing salvation. I don't believe it's talking about being hell-bound. I don't believe it's talking about a, 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 a full spiritual rejection. I believe that it's talking about, hey, I want to use you. I want to I be on mission with you. And I, I'm, I'm spitting out this. I have purposes for you, but I'm, I'm, I'm spitting it out because I can't really use you in this state. This is not how I can use you. This is not how I want you. This is not how I expect you to be. I wonder if our cultural Christianity has accustomed us, has groomed us, has prepared us, has normalized lukewarmness. Now look up at me. This is important. I believe that sometimes when you actually get where God wants you to be, I think the world's going to look at you as a little bit extreme. You say, well, they're, you know, a little bit extreme. No, maybe that's normal in God. What we have in America is a normalized, culturalized Christianity, and we have come to accept lukewarmness as the standard that we live by, we operate by, but God is saying, if you are my people and I am your God, I expect more from you. I don't want lukewarmness. I want you to be hot in God. Well, this is Bold Steps, and you're listening to pastor, author, and Moody Bible Institute president, Mark Job. We'll continue with part two of this message tomorrow. To learn more about Mark or find more of these Bold Step lessons, be sure to visit us online at boldstepsradio.org. And you can find even more teachings from Mark and browse through his entire sermon archive by visiting moodyaudio.com. Feel free to search for a message based on a specific topic, a sermon series, or a book in the Bible. Again, that's moodyaudio.com. Well, Mark, as we close out this Christmas Day program, I want to touch on something I think really permeates through all of these daily Bible teachings, and that's how important it is to have a personal relationship with Christ. We can't just go through the motions. We've got to spend real time in the presence of Jesus. And that just is not only true for people that are coming to Christ and need to accept Him as Lord and Savior. It's for all of us, isn't it? Yeah, but it's true of people that are believers Mm -hmm. as well. And I just preached at Founders Week not too long ago about on Revelation chapter 3, Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. That's for believers. Right. He invites us to come in and sit at the table and fellowship with him. So really, that's the message of Louis Giglio's book, At the Table with Jesus. I love that title because he just focuses on who Jesus is, and this book has 66 devotional thoughts specifically aimed at understanding who Jesus is in a more compelling way. 
Once again, the devotional is called At the Table with Jesus. We'd love to get you a copy in time for the new year, so let us know you want it when you give a financial gift of any amount to support this ministry. To give your year-end gift today, call us at 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. Or give online at boldstepsradio.org. You can also send that donation in the mail. Address your envelope to Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. One more time, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And did you know that many in our listening audience have chosen to reinforce their commitment to providing this daily program in the coming year? Help us prepare for another strong year of doing God's work by signing up to become a bold partner today at boldstepsradio.org. When you commit to giving a financial gift of $30 or more each month, we'll send you a link for a 50% discount on all Moody Publishers resources in our online store at moodypublishers.org. And please remember... It's because of the generous partnership with listeners like you that we can offer these daily messages and bold resources. So partner with us for this new year and take a bold step in your journey of faith. Again, just go online to boldstepsradio.org. One final reminder, if you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast channel and get each of these daily messages downloaded automatically to your phone or mobile device. Whether you prefer Apple, Spotify, or any other podcast app, You'll find us by searching for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Joe. Like our page and leave us a comment to let us know you're listening and then share some of your favorite messages with friends and family. I'm Wayne Shepherd. From all of us at Bold Steps, we're wishing you and your family a very Merry Christmas today. We'll see you back here tomorrow for part two of our message called How to Make Room. We're getting rid of distractions and learning how to hear the voice of God. Tuesday, right here on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.